Hello, people, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for round three, episode three. This is Creative Curiosity. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Timothy Telepis. This is my lovely co-host. Anthony Themistocleus. Wow. Amazing yeah. name. Yeah. Gorgeous. It's long, but it's nice. I love it. I keep saying that in every episode, but I like. I do really like my name. I think it's a cool I name. I do too. Yeah, Me it's too. It's really oh, like unique. It? It's nice. Wait, yeah. I think. Do you have it? Uh yeah. So, oh. it's, so you guys have the same name? Yeah. yeah. The same okay. Name. It's yeah. Crazy. Mm. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've guys. Before, anyway, <laughs> great start. I think I've seen you before, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you look familiar. Familiar. Oh, you look yeah, familiar. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. For those who don't know who we are, oh, voice crack! Oh, wow. I love crack. that. that was cute. <coughs> it's been nervous kicking nice in already. I'm actually so nervous. Holy shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those who don't know who we are, this uh, podcast basically we are we're all just these uh, lovely creators, and we're, we're curious about the world and um, just life in general, and you know everything in between. And uh, yeah, this podcast is all about just discussing those thoughts, opinions um, about the creative world, um, and. We, we try to have a guest on week in, week out, but this week, I mean, we do, but we don't. It's not a guest-driven episode today. We've got a special one for you all, but we do have Louis joining us again on the couch. Thank so you thank so you, much. Thank you for coming on. This is very exciting. I'm back again. Back again. Back again by popular like demand. The fans, popular popular like, demand. the fans oh. were just like, man, this guy was <laughs> insanely good. I mean, so it's they not were surprising, to be honest. Yeah, look, I was I reckon I smashed it. When the fans started DMing us on the Creative Curiosity Instagram, if you haven't followed that by now, please follow. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were just, we were inundated with, with inboxes and DMs, Louis, mm. um, because people were just blown away by your presence. So, mm. you got anything to say to those fans? Uh, look, I'm not surprised, so... That's pretty much it. That's Whoa, my comment. Whoa, man. Yep, confidence. confidence. I'm, I, I do like that. Come I like the confidence. confidence, yeah. Correct. You have to. You have to be confident. That's, whoa. <laughs> I just learned something. <laughs> Thanks, man. I just learned something. Yeah. No, but so in all seriousness, it's uh, it's good to have you back. And as we said, Thanks. I think in episode one, uh, you'll probably be a re- pretty reoccurring guest, I would assume. Yeah. Um, as we obviously do share similar uh, creative yes. beliefs and things like that. And but also yeah. the podcast is in the house I live in. So oh, Wow. Pretty much shot in the house I live in, so yeah. Mm. Ooh, okay, okay, boss. Okay, boss number so two. I think because no, you said you might see me more than usual. That's why I said that. I mean, you? it makes sense, Louis. Of course, yeah. I know what you're trying <laughs> to say. But yeah, we're 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 back and we're excited. As as Timmy did mention, we are we're here to sort of disperse a, a bit of what we know through a lot of um, trying to exciting and engaging things that we we like and we're interested in, and just to talk about it and give ourselves a little bit of a platform. Because, you know, we might not know everything, but I think we know a little bit about uh, the art form, specifically films, as we're all pretty well-versed in very many genres and, you know, very many years of watching. So we just try to bring what we know and, you know, it might resonate, it might not, but mm. it resonates for us and that's what's important, I think. So I couldn't have said that any better. Thanks, man. Wow. Beautifully said, Anthony. Beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you. Getting stuck into the episode. Um, today, we're, we're doing a bit of a movie movie film themed episode for you all um today we will be giving a bit of a a bit of a ranking a top 10 if you will of uh of films that we watched last year obviously during our you know covid and lockdown and things like that we had a lot of lot of spare time on our hands a lot of uh lonely nights at home you know um wait before we continue can you just quickly touch on that marathon you did how long was that yes yes so i i think yeah i spoke about this in the other episode but we did yeah um I did a marathon, uh, a lot of time to myself. So yeah, did a marathon of about I think it was a hundred films in a row. So one film each That's day, one after the other. Um, yeah, yeah hundred days in a row. It did you need like therapy after that, man? Like pretty much. You yeah. must have needed like <laughs> a full blown therapist to get uh, you out of that, man. It was actually super intense. Like just it's emotionally heavy as well. Like every single night, turning on a film, like you have to be really in the mood for it. But I just yeah, I stuck it out because. My watch list was just building and growing and had all these films I hadn't seen and it was just, I had to get stuck into it. Were there so days where you didn't want to watch a film? Oh, 100%. Like, hmm. I don't, I, yeah, it's weird because I was like forcing myself a little bit at times. Just oh my for, God. What, for what reason? That's terrible. Yeah, it's interesting. What but, a but yeah, I, I, I committed to this idea. I committed to it. Yeah. No, I had so to. So it wasn't genuine. It. it wasn't even genuine. It was. It was. <laughs> Come on, man. I Stop ha- lying to us. Man. Sorry, Tim. But no, in all in all terms, that's a pretty accomplished like a pretty accomplishment. 
Yeah, hey, I'm a linguist. English is good. <laughs> hey, Eng- English is my English. first language. Very good. That's look, a pretty uh, look, another reason feat. why is because like creatively, I hit a bit of a lull. So when I writer's block, if you say, I mean, yeah, not, not specifically writing, but you know, um, and yeah, and I feel like when I get to that point, watching things is how I get out of that. You know, to generate new ideas or thoughts or whatever. Just spark new, you know. Yeah. It's impressive. New things. So I, I feel, feel like, like a, a, a marathon was much needed. Maybe I went a bit too longer than I should have, but you know, I, I, th- I felt like it was more beneficial than impressive. So yeah, because yeah. I think when you watch films, that's when you kind of get ideas. Yeah. Well, if you want to make a film. For sure. That's what sparks your ideas. Well, yeah. for me anyway. You need to. I think you can get ideas from anywhere, like just from your life experience, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It definitely, definitely helps, yeah. Awesome. No, I just wanted to quickly touch with that because I thought that was a pretty... Like I said, amazing feat. It's a, it's a long time to watch. It's like almost a third of a year, you know. Mm. It's pretty crazy. It I know. It's Impressive. crazy. Impressive. Thanks, guys. So are we uh, sort of, we're going through the, we'll go 10 to 6. Or 10 to, 10 to 3, right? We said, right? So it, we'll, you, you got it both wrong both times. Oh, my but God. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> hey, that's how prepared I am. There you go. <laughs> we'll go 10 to 4. 10 to 4. 10 to 4. So we'll, we'll all go around the room. We'll list our, our top 10 to 4 films that we saw uh, last year, 2020. Not 2020 releases as such, but just ones that we watched. And then, yeah, so we'll go through that and then we'll, uh, we'll break down the top three for each of us as well, um, which is exciting. I don't know how you feel about rankings, but I always get major anxiety. We love rankings. Like we do, but oh man, it's, it's like challenging. Every it's year, Louis and I just like watch countless videos of album and single ratings as well as movie <laughs> ratings. You know what yeah. I mean? And we just sit there hinging when, and when our like favorite record or movie comes first, yeah. we start celebrating. <laughs> Do you celebrate? I don't say celebrate, but it's, yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's yeah. a nice feeling. But yeah, like when you watch it, it's fine. But when you make it yourself, it's mm. quite stressful. Yeah. So Like we were just doing it before writing it up and I was just like, man, I'm getting anxiety. Cause mm. Especially with yeah. film. Because it's like some people say this is not, these are, might not be the best movies, but they're your favorite movies. So it's a bit of an interesting kind of Yeah, it's interesting to the, sort of what you are, how you, how you critique it. You know, yeah. are we doing it basically on the film itself or maybe, you know, the experience is included in that too. Like some films maybe not as good as others, but just the experience of maybe watching mm. it in a cinema or maybe just the memory of it. Yeah. Or be, like you might capture bump, a moment in your life. Exactly. Yeah. You can bump it up the order. So it's, yeah, it's a challenging one. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if I, yeah. Like even with awards and stuff, like is that really mm. necessary or important? I don't know. Especially with film because people have different tastes. Like, but you can technically, you can objectively say that of one course. film can be better. Than like the other. we're talking movies like Godfather. You know, you look yeah. at every publication that's objectively top five, top ten in every mm. single thing. Like I think there is some objectivity to it in some way, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Like there is some objectivity to some movies, like Sharknado. You know, <laughs> objectively yeah. great film, huh? Yeah. yeah. Incre- I mean, it's it's good look, for it's, it's yeah. Like you it's, just get, get the boys it's around. It's such you know, a parody that it's actually Sharknado. good. It's got like a cult following. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, online. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it just does. But yeah, yeah, I think there is ob- some objective um, viewpoints as to what's good and bad. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, perfect. Um, Louis, as as the guest today, yes, you're up first, I reckon. Ooh, okay. So we'll Pressure's go. On. We'll go. We'll go. Your ten to four. Just smash four. it out, and uh, okay. any thoughts or opinions, we'll pipe in. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Let me just get this right first in my head. Okay, yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. So, so 10. number ten, we have control. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a movie about Ian Curtis and Joy Division. Ooh, um, good one. Then we have Writer. Mm-hmm. The Writer, sorry. Closure. Yeah. Is that Closure? Not Writer as in like Writer. So if you're writing something, like this guy rides a horse in the film. Uh, okay. Um, so it's the same director as... Nomadland. 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 Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another round is... Where am I up to? Eight. 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 <laughs> and then we've got um, Baby Teeth. Number seven. Mm. Awesome. Number seven. Okay. And then we've got um, Waves, number six. Lighthouse, number five. What a list. And number... Oh, yeah. And then I had... So because I had like three films from one director, Tarkovsky, I could only really include one in the top three because I didn't want to like, you know... Have the same director. Hey Don't feel <laughs> pressured. No, no. I just thought this was a good way to do it. Yeah. So then I had Nostalgia and Solaris, which is two films. But I, I'd put Solaris in front of Nostalgia. Yeah. As number four. Mm. 
Wow. So that's my Ooh, what a 10 list. to 4. Very eclectic. List. What a range. I know. I know. That's why it's so hard because all these movies are very, very different. Wow. Heard a lot of movies that I loved in there too. Look, I haven't, I haven't seen most of those. You haven't seen most of those, okay. Yeah. Very good films. Mm. I was like, yeah. Even though you watched 100 last year. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> None of these are in your Hey, film. that's the beauty of film. It's subjective. We spoke about it earlier. Sorry, mate. He likes different things to you Sorry. and that's fine. Stop trying to control <laughs> the way he thinks, Louis. Oh my god Come on Louis I know you're come better on, than that is, um, yeah. Who's a dictator here Is it Timmy or Ooh. you oh. Maybe I'm trying this to take brains yeah. <laughs> I'm self-conscious about How little I do on the podcast Because Timmy does it all So like I need to try uh, And okay. impose myself To the fans and the audience So this is my time Wow I like that I admire that I admire that you know Thanks Tim it takes, it takes pressure off me Exactly well. I know Because uh, yeah, you do everything so. That's why you guys Work so well together Oh really We yeah. work well Thanks man That's good hearing that From an outsider From an outsider You guys do but it's great chemistry um, there. <laughs> control. I love. I love Control. We watched that black and white movie, um, the story of Ian Curtis, and that really got us into like the whole uh, new wave vibe. Like I, I feel yeah. like that was the point where we started listening to a lot of like new wave and from the eighties and stuff, like Joy Division and um, New Order, mm. all those types of bands. Was, and that was a good, interesting story. Yeah, um, it was more about the character, the person, than like the music and stuff. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. More like character study. Yeah. It was well done, well shot, I thought. Yes, mm. it was. Very well shot. Um, you guys have watched Waves, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we've all seen Waves. We've all seen Thoughts Waves. On that. I loved Waves so much. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, look, it it was it was very good. I definitely, I've been up and down on it. Very yeah. mixed feelings. It's really, for those who haven't seen it, I won't get deep into spoilers, but it's, um, it's the structure of it is really interesting because yeah. there's sort of, all these characters and their connections and yet so we start off with a couple and then halfway through it just splits and focuses on another couple like for split in half of the film so it's really it's quite jarring and yeah, no wave slander know. stop no wave slander <laughs> sorry, sorry you can't have an opinion don't have opinions tim <laughs> we have to all agree that. come on you've got to be collective no, no but but i i, 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 I get, get what he's saying that makes yeah. sense it's it's not yeah it's not very um say linear what's the word? Yeah, it's like linear I guess. in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very unconventional. What would your That's sort structure. of take be on that as someone who... Because I know you really liked it, yeah? Yeah, I really liked it because I kind of like something that's different and unconventional, non-linear. Yeah. So I thought, even though it felt like two different movies, because like, was it It was, it was, it like was very halves. separate. I mean, they did have relation, but it was very separate. Yeah. yeah. It was very separate, but there was still like that connection because it was about... That second half was about that girl and, yeah, you know, her how her life changed because of the circumstances of what happened mm. with her family, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Like just knowing how much it affects your family members, which, yeah, in that, like in the movie, it's pretty serious what happens. And then she has to kind of like live with that, which is pretty crazy. Mm. So I, don't know, I, I liked it. Great choice. Yep. Good. <laughs> Tim. Perfect. Um, Anything else? Any other, Any other names come up to you in that top top so I had top six? Yeah. So uh, there's Control, The Rider, Another Round, Waves, Lighthouse, Baby Teeth, Solaris. Look, I'll just point out the Lighthouse is just absolutely ridiculously mm, good. If you have so not seen good. that, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the pod, definitely Please watch do, that. Guys. It is. Uh, I think it's streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. Get on that. No plug. It's okay. a, uh, we've plugged Amazon Prime in every Look, episode. We have. Let's keep it going. Just keep on really bit of a, it's a bit of a meme. Let's keep it going. Look, they, have, they just keep on delivering. Keep on They've delivering. got all the classics on there. probably the things they're sponsoring you. Uh, but if you hey, keep we'll trying, have, they might. Not, we have to. I reckon yeah. we should yeah. contact them for yeah. sure. They'd we haven't down. got sponsors yet, but we will soon. Trust we me, fans. <laughs> when, we, when we make it, we'll get sponsors. Trust <laughs> me. It's very important. No, but The Lighthouse, wow. May I just say, like, the performances, underrated. Oh, let's like, not even go there. My God. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson again star in this. Um Two lighthouse keepers, black and white film, grungy, intense. Oh my god, oh. dude! Willem Dafoe literally is an 1800s fisherman dude that I'm just like he actually existed. So like believable. he's not even Willem Dafoe in that movie. I know he yeah. literally becomes that guy. He's insane. What an actor! He seriously is an amazing actor. Mm. And the film is very, like, it's very um, interesting and unique. Like Robert Eggers is a strange it, director. I was like, what happened? Because I was a bit confused, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, after doing a bit more research on it, mm. I kind of respected it a lot more than, you know, first watch. Because the story is very odd. Very odd. About it. Yeah. I think it's like a bit about mythology and... 
There was a lot of that like Greek history. mythology coming up, but that guy in the carrying the rock up or something yeah. like that. And then like he sees the light and it comes back down. So there's a lot of those like sort of mythological undertones. Yeah. I think under the layer of yeah. you know, the main kind of story, which is them trying to or no, Robert Patterson's trying to leave. Um, yeah, there's probably deeper meanings to it. Which mm. is pretty also like tones of like masculinity and stuff. Like they're always trying to one up each other. Yeah. Like even sort of like, yeah. There was almost some, some sort of even like this weird romance they had or like this weird tension, mm. you know, which I thought was interesting as well. Yeah. But um no. Great. Great film. Really, really good film. film. I didn't really like The Witch, though. Remember, we watched the same director, oh, Robert Yeah, Eggers. I wasn't a fan of that I wasn't either. a huge fan of The Witch. Yeah. The atmosphere was interesting, but remember, I remember watching it. There was no real payoff. Nah. It was very slow. Um, yeah, it was very eerie. Very, um, yeah. Yeah, not, not a whole lot was going on. Like, there wasn't a big, intense, like, build-up as well. It was just sort of plodding along, like, yeah. we follow the girl in this um, interesting setting. And... um. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't really pay off yeah. towards the end. I feel like it just fizzles out and yeah, no real effect. I feel like I didn't connect to it much. Yeah, I'd love to watch it again. Yeah, maybe. I different. feel like it's one of those movies I'd like to watch again. I mm. think at the time I wasn't like as focused as I probably could have been. With What's that new one? He's got The Northman or something? Is it The yeah, Northman? Yeah, I something think like I that. believe so. Yeah, it's new another period piece, soon. which is cool. I lo- yeah. I, he loves a period piece, Robert Eggers. It's like all three of his main, or maybe he's got some other pieces, but I know the last three he's made have been all like period pieces. Yeah. Which has been really cool. I love a period piece. Yeah. yeah. They're fun. They're cool. Especially when the setting and the set design is really cool. Or like done well. Mm. And it aids the film, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. I'll, uh, I'll crack on to mine. Are you next? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go next because I want to talk about my movies because I reckon I've got better taste. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> so we'll go 10 to 4. 10 to 4. Standard call um, from Anthony Themistocles. Unbelievable. Standard call. <laughs> hey, standard he call, just he loves himself, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he does. Can I just yeah, speak without confidence. being scrutinized Good. and vilified, Good guys? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Please. Go. Goodness. Go. Go. All right, number 10. Uh, last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, number nine, Heathers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that strange yes. 80s. Good one. Thought to be rom com slash weird slasher. Not, even, not really a slasher, but sort of in that vein. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we had Art of Self Defense. Uh, number seven, uh, Lighthouse. Yep. Uh, number thing, number things. <laughs> so I messed that up. So I think I gave the movie away. Number things. I'm thinking of ending things. Number six. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Uh, number five was. Oh man, I wanted to put this higher, but I did. I realized the mirror by Tarkovsky. Mm-hmm. So I was in a massive. We were in a massive Tarkovsky hole last year, just watching all these Tarkovsky slow burners, which I loved. But anyway, that's five. And number four was the best of youth. So uh, that was that six-hour Italian journey. We'll probably touch on a bit later, I think, uh, a bit longer. And that's pretty much it. So they're my top nice. six at the moment. Very interesting seven, list. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Anything pop out for you guys? Anything pop out? Anything uh, pop out. I watched The Art of Self-Defense just recently. Man, underrated for sure. Such so a good movie. I love so those good. small, like, smaller budget, uh, yeah. you know, non-blockbuster type films that just deliver, like... Mm. It was really, um, really compelling. Great storyline. Great acting. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse's a gun. We love Jesse. Superstar. But gun. yeah, it was like a sim- simple story. Nothing too complex. But um, maybe give a quick, quick rundown of the plot. Yeah. Just, so uh, for basically, listeners. it's about this guy. He sort of goes into a dojo, which is just funny. Like it's got this weird sort of. It's almost it's almost like a parody in a way at the start. You know, yes. he, he's trying to get a bit more masculine, a bit more strong, and he goes into this dojo. And he sort of gets a bit stronger and, you know, and it, it, the way it builds into this really strange movie about like, I don't know, toxic masculinity in a way, but the way he gets caught up in the underworld through like just, <laughs> you know, innocently going to this dojo and then like you see the development of his character becoming more and more sort of sinister and there's this real big sort of uh, climax uh, towards sort of the latter half of the movie, but I just love the way the movie made me feel. So I'm huge about like feeling in movies and if it's if i'm feeling something if i'm uncomfortable if i'm scared if i'm emotional if i'm you know anything whatever it is i, I love the movie for that and i think it did that for me really uncomfortable and really odd and strange and as you said really low-key indie mm. i think that it was such a good interesting watch and I'd, I'd love to re-watch it again and i probably need to mm. um you so, liked it as well yeah yeah i liked it i just don't like the quirkiness of it yeah. It's one of those like really quirky films. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg brings that anyway. Yeah. Just the way. He's kind of deadpan 
yes. kind of characters that he usually plays are just so good. Like he does it so well. And yeah, so I think, yeah, there's definitely an engagement and emotion that you feel in the film. So yeah, I thought it was unique and I like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely unique. Very, yeah, like I said, you're not expect it to go the way it nah. went. Started off very sort of conventional and then just... It's one just of those, for it, you know? yeah, you think you know what it's going to be about, how it's going to pan out, but it kind of just doesn't do that. Mm. Ballsy which director. kind of makes your yeah. experience a lot better with, you know, watching the film. It's like, you don't want to know what's coming. Yeah. You know, in a way. Well, sometimes you do, but I think in that movie it worked. Yeah. Quick plug again, Amazon Prime, if you want to watch it. <laughs> there you go, it's two, love it's that. We're really trying <laughs> so to get sponsored. <laughs> we need some money. We're struggling. Just send him like a letter or something. Send him a letter. Hey, we sponsored you three, email. We you three times in our <laughs> podcast, please. <laughs> Jesus. Um, wait, let's have a look. You got the list there, yeah? Yeah, anything um, else? So we've got Artist After Sent, Heathers, Anythings, Anythings, yeah, Anythings. Heathers is fun. Heathers. And another one that kind of takes a turn as oh well. Oh my God. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. And Great. Prime Christian Slater looked like an absolute stud. Oh. That dude was awesome back in the day. Yeah. I never realized. <laughs> before I started making, he went on a tear, I think in like 2010 to like 2019 or something, <laughs> just making weird movies. Yeah, those low budget C graders. You remember those ones <laughs> yeah. that Nicolas Cage just started doing? But I didn't realize he was so. It was quite compelling back in the day. He had a lot of charisma. Mm. Yeah, you know, he sort of had it going, and I thought that was a really interesting one. Yeah, I think that, we all enjoyed that, that as well. That film took a really like dark turn, which I wasn't really expecting. Yeah, like it felt like it was going to be one of those you know eighties like uh, teenager high school college, college yeah, style uh, you know flicks, but then it just took this random ass turn, which I'm like shit. <laughs> He's doing something different here. Random ads. I know. <laughs> really crazy, but I, I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. We loved it. Anything else? Um, we also have The Best of Youth. Um, I'm not sure if that's on your lists. Maybe haven't seen that one. Um, ending Things. Maybe on some people's list as well. Very quirky. Netflix yep. release, which I'm sure a lot of... I think a lot of people watch that, to yeah. be honest. A lot of I'm people watch that. Anything. If that's in anyone's top three, we'll leave it. I think if anyone's got it... You got any top three? Well, like, I don't want to spoil Ooh. anything. Oh, don't ask me oh now. God. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll just go <laughs> straight to... Uh, ruining it for? Oh, Jeez, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I've watched that. I've been meaning to watch really that. Really interesting film. Man, the film style was so odd. Yeah, Remember? really cool. Really right? cool. Really interesting. It had, like, this really, like, classy feel to it. Really classy. Although, kind of... Um, what's the word? Like, um, almost urban. Magic. Almost yeah, urban, yeah. But, like, classy at the same time. It felt like a ma- almost like a magical sort of fantasy land yeah, in the way it was real, shot, even the way. color palette and stuff, which is cool. And I loved that one character, not the main character, his mate, who was like that. Oh, he was like yeah. trying to make plays and stuff, and like no one was going to his plays, and then he got like. So I, I thought it was nice in the way that it showed how, I think sometimes, not you know African Americans are meant to be sort of categorized in a specific box, and this guy was very sort of artistic and very eccentric in a way. The character, yeah. which I felt was really interesting and compelling, because. I guess that's not really a, a a trope that that sort of people in, in that sort of race are labelled in or boxed in. Yeah. You know, so I really resonated with a character like that who was a bit more maybe um, uh, free and open-minded in the way he wanted yeah. to approach things, which was interesting because there was a lot of that balance because there was a lot of those like sort of um, the guys in the hood and he was there as well. So it was nice to see that that sort of balance of what his place was meant to be like but what he was actually doing. So, like, mm-hmm. identity and place, I thought, came through with that character, which I thought was really interesting and resonated well. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, a little review. Well said. Very well said, Anthony. You guys like that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Sick, man. <laughs> That's my goal, to make people happy and stuff. I mean, not happy, but, like, I don't know what my goal is. Go, Tim. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <true. laughs> Sorry. It's another another uh, podcast, yeah? It's another, yeah, what are our goals? That's another episode. What are your goals in 2021? Whatever it is, you can do it. Thanks, man. You can achieve it. This is so inspiring. Don't be so negative. I'm not. What? <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. All right. Um. So yeah, during my lockdown watch, I there were all films. I tried to watch films I hadn't seen before, so no repeats. And if I did, I did leave them out of the top. Ooh, edgy! So what an edge wanted, lord! Whoa! Uh, hey, I wanted, you know, fresh, fresh films. Come on. I respect. Um. Okay. So number ten, I've got Sing Street. Ooh, number nine, it. Cold War. Ooh. Number eight. <laughs> Being John Malkovich. <laughs> uh, number seven, Columbus. You haven't seen that? I haven't seen I've that. Seen Columbus. I've seen Columbus. You have? Yeah. <sighs> number six, Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, yes. Yes. Anything uh, Derek and Ryan combination, yes. Yes. Uh, number five, Into the Wild. Yes. Number four, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, my. 
Dude, that is a good list. I think I've seen pretty much all of them. You've seen all of them. Look, probably. they're all pretty. They're all classics. Yeah, and they've all, all been in the last. Fuck, don't look. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I nearly got a. Ooh. I nearly got a list. Hey, I nearly got a list of the. Hey, the dictator nearly showed me his list. <laughs> hey, dictator. Hey, is that, hey, that's three episodes in a row, man. Three. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is discrimination. Anyway, so guys, any thoughts on those films that I just uh, uh, listed there? We're super hungry through all of them. Um, but look, may I just point maybe out? You choose maybe one each from that. I'll just point out before you start. I just I really love films that have a focus on singing. Like music related, I don't know why. Like, La La Land. Look, we. I reckon we're gonna save an episode just for that. Just forty five minutes. <laughs> forty five minutes of pure La. Yeah. The greatest movie. Don't get into it, okay? No, we we're, we're saving it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, oh, listeners of the pod. We're saving that. Invited, so. I'm king for that one. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Don't worry. Sure get ready invited. for that one. You're always invited. But Stop uh, with that negativity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my t- my ten and nine, <laughs> Sing see. Street, Sing Street, and Cold War, both music related. Um, both very different. That's for sure. Beautiful yeah. films. But there's something that about music and film that I feel like. I don't know. It's super inspiring. Mm. Gets it just it just feels good. Gets you going. I don't know. I feel much more. I don't know. There's a weird connection. It's going to form a real engagement for you. Yeah, you exactly. Really sort of resonate. Yeah, resonate. 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 I know it's resonate. Relax. If anyone's watching, trying to correct my English, it's a it's a joke. Okay. What's the joke? What's the origin? Like What's the, I've yeah, heard people say resonate before when they're trying to say uh, resonate, mm. and it's, it's a word like, that people really yeah, uh, it's really like, like definitely and defiantly. Sometimes guys, I want to say defiantly, but it's actually a joke because it's a play on the word definitely, which I know how to say. But people usually spell it defiantly or <laughs> you know resonate. It's just like it's resonate. Sorry, that's really interesting. Sorry, that's defiantly very interesting. Yeah. So uh, any, any thoughts? Um, look, I want to go to Into the Wild. Yes. Um, now. That score, we've I've been in love with that score for oh. for years. Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Just beautiful. That voice. Society, I mean, who? what's left to be said about that story about Christopher Canlis? Is he a, is he a martyr? Is he Not a really martyr. Is he a villain or is he a hero? It's all up to I debate. I don't think he's either, personally. He's, he's neither, yeah. But a lot of it was like sort of anti-establishment, his sort of whole approach, which was vain coming from someone who had a really sort of affluent upbringing in a way so i get that but the film is is beautiful right it's beautiful and the whole teclanica trail yeah and the bus that got taken away so you know it was always my dream to go there we used to speak about like it's trail 15 hours in alaska and go to the um the bus but now the bus is gone so mm. the film though was, i thought was really compelling it's definitely true definitely true see yeah what do you, you love it yeah look i the reason why it's so high up on the list because I don't know me, I'm sort of like a bit of a city slicker guy, you know, growing up, high rises all around, and that's why I feel like I. Get it. Hey man, I'm just sharing a personal story here, man. <laughs> <laughs> discriminate, Jesus Christ! Just because you live in the burbs, come I on. I know, wow. we get it. Go. But yeah, I feel like it was. I really got into this one because it just it took me out of that world, and I was just invested in this journey that this character had. Uh, or this individual um, and yeah I was really invested in just the wilderness and he's just disconnected from you know everyday life and you know I admired that um, and definitely it made me think like shit I'd love to you know get out more I guess I'll you know be in nature be in nature yeah, like um, embrace the moment every single day every single minute and just yeah I, I really love that side of things um, that's why, yeah, that's why I felt like I really connected to it because I could sort of relate and put myself in his shoes. Um, yeah, because, yeah, sometimes we forget about exactly you know, doing those things like hikes or being in nature. Yeah. Because you just get stuck in, you know, if you're working every day or doing something every day, you kind of just forget about that side of, you know, life. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. But it's quite nice, yeah, when you it do nice. go on hikes or go and travel and, yeah, it's... Nice. It's rewarding, I think, you know. Story about survival as well. For sure, for sure. And well, trying yeah. to you know, the earth is the only, I guess, non-man-made structure uh, here for us. You know, it was here when we were here. And it's such a beautiful thing to connect to. It. And that's what the movie, I think, is trying to say, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, there has to be some things that you need to probably do better. And I think a character in the, in the movie should have made a few better decisions. Yes, Being a bit course. sort of vain and a bit, bit selfish, a bit selfish yeah. in a way. But, you know, I guess that's the unforgiving nature of nature of 
unforgiving nature of nature. Unforgiving nature of sort of being in the wilderness is it's unforgiving, you know. Yeah. It is what it is for a reason. Mm. It's it's sink or swim, it's it's fight or flight. And every single day there's millions of different things happening in terms of animals killing each other, this and that. So, you know, I think the character felt that. Yeah. You know, felt the wrath of, of what nature can bring as well. In a beauty, but also in harsh reality. In the harsh reality of mm. it too, which was interesting. Mm. Awesome. Any other thoughts, guys? He had Pines, Louis. He had Columbus. He had Cold War, Malkovich, and Sing Street. And Harry Met Sally. And Harry Met Sally. Oh. Greatest rom-com out there, that's for sure. I don't Harry think Sally that's unplayable. Well, we watched that during lockdown as well. But it didn't make the list. Um, however, it's a very good film. Incredible. I really like it. Special mention. Special yeah, consideration. It's really, really good. Because um, it is, like, you kind of know what's going to happen. But I do really like the characters. Um, because they're quite mature about it, um, you know. They 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 become friends, and even though they kind of have feelings for each other, they don't really get together. So I think at times I was questioning, you know, are they going to get together or not? Um, spoilers, but um, yeah, they do. Um, What's so a 30, yeah. thirty year old spoiler? Was <laughs> <laughs> that twenty five? I don't know how old the movie is, but hey. 30, 30, 30, 40 years. You know, I only watched Godfather like two years ago. So. Yeah, I know, true. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually <laughs> that's true. That's a pretty yeah. old film. Um, so, yeah, no, I really liked it. I think it's got a lot of heart in it. Um, yeah, I, don't look, know, I like the characters. Yeah, look, rom-coms are a hard one because they are they are very similar in ways. The only real difference is just like the characters and maybe the bit, their background story, but they always somehow end up together. But, um, yeah, I feel like this one stood out for me because it was just, I don't know, I... I enjoyed the characters and the, just the energy that they brought. They had a really good connection and, you know, I was actually invested in their, yep. you know, in what was going on. Whereas you're not just an outsider just watching. But um, Exactly. I think that's a big part. Like, yeah. Very important in rom-coms. Yeah. If there's no chemistry between, like, the two main leads. Yeah. Then you're kind of there's out no of it, point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, need that and I like how mature. Like I said, I think you said before, they're so mature the characters. Yeah, like they don't take shit from each other. I like exactly. that. Yeah. And it's like if you're gonna act like an idiot, I'm not gonna be with you. You know what I mean? Like, and I respect that. They weren't just doing it for the sake of doing it. It was. It wasn't. It really wasn't like. It wasn't like a fairy tale either. It was actually pretty grounded. It felt real. Yeah, definitely. Because rom coms do take that sort of fantasy type yeah. route, whereas this one, it felt felt real, which definitely, that's why it's that's why it's up there, guys. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, that's the 10 to 4. So mm-hmm. now we'll go top threes. Louis? So do I say my top three and then... A little spiel maybe? Or go? just say three and then talk about it and then, then two. Or what should we go... Th- reckon no, no, I reckon we should do three, three, three and then two, 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 one, one, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. I like that. Yeah. I think that was better. Right. Go. All right. So my number three was Mirror by Tarkovsky. Mm. Damn, I want to put in your list. Yeah. But no, it's not yeah. Um. So yeah, we... Because Anthony and I obviously live together, mm-hmm. so we watch most movies together. Most, um, yeah. So Mirror is one we did watch together, and I think Mirror is my favorite Tarkovsky film that we've watched so far. Because visually, it is outstanding. Uh, considering when the movie was made, I don't know exactly when. Seventies, like I think. Seventies. Seventies. Yeah. Okay. It was just a vis- visually beautiful, and not only that, the visuals kind of tell the story. Mm-hmm. It's not about the dialogue. It's more about the visual, um, you know, beauty of it. And the storytelling is told through those images that the director puts together. And yeah, I think what's good about it is you kind of try and piece it together yourself. And that's what I love about mm. this movie. It's not told to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really have to think. Yeah. And it's a long one, but I don't know. I think when something's visually really nice, I'm really invested but it obviously has to have a bit of weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, something can look good, but not really have, you know, much to it. But I, th- I feel like this definitely has. And it was pretty cool to see, like, the history of, um, was it Italy? No, that no, was no, nostalgia. That was nostalgia. Um, that was nostalgia. So it was like, Where was it? It was, this was more about sort of his, like, childhood and upbringing. Yeah. Told in sort of, yeah. So seeing the, like, his, yeah. sorry, the history of his childhood. Yeah, his childhood. Um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It's pretty um, odd, but it's cool. Odd movie. Very odd movie. That yeah. that burning scene. The colours. Yeah. The colour palettes in these movies, man. Oh, are just amazing. They're just super, super uh, saturated. Super saturated. Like I just can't even... Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, that film was amazing to me as well. 
yeah, we were in a massive Tarkovsky hole, just watching Tarkovsky movies. And like you said, it's so it was so cool to see the way he pieces together. It's almost like a diary of his life in this like in these phases. And it's not very linear either. And you're trying to which I remember we we're trying to piece a narrative. And I think it's hard to go into a Tarkovsky movie trying to piece together a linear narrative. Mm. It's not about that, you mm. know. But yeah, that's that's a great pick. I love it so much. Such a good movie. You seen it? I have. You have? Yeah. Loved it? It was really good. Mm. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. Number three. My turn? Yep. Your turn. Yep. All right. Another Tarkovsky movie. I had Solaris as number three. So Ooh, this was probably interchangeable wow. between The Mirror and Solaris because I love both equally. Mm. Um, so Solaris, I was going into it expecting a 2001 Space Odyssey. I'd always seen comparisons to Tarkovsky and Kubrick, you know, some of the people's favorite directors. But coming out of it, it's not at all about space. You'd call it a sci-fi, but you'd more call it a character study. And you'd, you'd call it a, a, a sort of interesting take on uh, relationships and how we view things and grief and the way the character processes his emotions and, um, you know, his disconnect from the world where he lives, I guess. And you just see the character go through this journey of, I don't know, he has to deal with this this strange phenomena that he sort of loses someone, but they come back. Um, and he's so, and he's sort of so far away from earth cause they're on, they're in like this, they're trying to find this planet or something. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't remember exactly, but yeah, they're trying to find this planet in this, in this weird way. And he sort of has to deal with the idea that he's lost his wife, but she sort of comes back and he, he sort of deals with this hologram or this, this sort of weird thing. And I just thought it was interesting in the way it talks about the way we view relationships and grief and how we move forward. Um, yeah, and I just thought it was really compelling. And the, again, the visual style of Tarkovsky really aided the movie as well. Some really beautiful shots. Again, those colors in the film were awesome. And I thought it was just really good. Yeah. I agree. I, I have not really seen that. Film. You haven't seen Slash. So that's a long in. one. That's yeah. one of his longest. It's like 250. I think, yeah, that's my favorite part when like he kind of is struggling mm. because he's lost someone and they come back. So that's such an interesting like idea. Oh, yeah. Imagine if that like that happened. That'd be so crazy. Mm. And is that person kind of like the same as mm. they used to be? Yeah, it was I think that's what cool. I was trying to say. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly that's exactly right. Which is pretty interesting. Mm, definitely, because you prepare yourself for someone to go, and then they come yeah. back, and it's like I've changed already. Yeah. You know? That's well. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Let me look at my notes. So. Ooh, One blank. Unprepared. Got too many fills. Thank uh, gosh. Number three, I have got the 2012 release, The Master. Oh, Ooh. wow. Paul Thomas Anderson directed PDA. and written by PDA. Yep. <laughs> the goat the goat himself. What do you say? The goat himself. The goat it. himself, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, yeah, where do I begin? Look, I'm just mind blank. So I'm just going to read the plot because I wrote it down. But um, basically, uh, so Freddie's the main character. Uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix, and basically he's a war, um, yeah, like he's a war veteran, heavy drinker, volatile, um, and he suffers from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and yeah, through struggling this, basically he finds he finds he stumbles upon this this boat, essentially, where he finds this family, um, and on the ship is his name is Lancaster Dodd. Who's played by the um the great the man Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes, unbelievable. Yes. Sorry, I haven't watched R. this R. in a while, so that's one bit rusty on my notes. But yeah, um, so yeah, and he's like this leader of like this new religion, uh, for you know people, uh, f- um, post-war, I guess, and um, yeah, he's got this new religion, all this this new belief system, I guess, and he takes Joaquin's character sort of under his wing and helps him to. To cope with these, with demons. these demons inside of him, yes, and it's just a very raw. The the acting is unbelievable, um, and we just sort of go through his journey and trying to, I guess, deal with these, uh, yeah, demons inside of his head, and it's just a, it's incredible, really. Yeah, I've seen it about three times, three or four times, and every time I watch it. I'm blown away. Yeah, the the color palette again. I yeah, know, again, color visually palettes. stunning as That's, well. That scene with the like the waves and like you can see the ship and the waves. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I just love it. I love what it does for me. I love how it's like he he helps him, but 
you know, does he really help him or is he just preying on him because he's emotionally vulnerable? Yeah. Because he's looking for something. Yeah. It's, I guess, it, that they feel avoided for each other, but do they really feel it or is it is there an ulterior motive in a way? Um, but yeah, I just, I thought it was compelling as well. Mm. No, I think it was great. Great film. Good choice, Timmy. Thank you. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I think that what I really liked was the character and the character study. So the character has so many layers. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, I don't know, I'm always a sucker for, like, post-traumatic stress um, stories told through film. Because mm. you can just imagine how hard that would be and how, you know, coming back to reality or from war, whatever it is. Correct. would be so challenging. So I think that's my favorite aspect of the film or the character. Mm. But you're right, it does look beautiful. Yep. Um, and it's really engaging. The dialogue's really good as well. And this, like, I think it's a period piece as well. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Like, it's the 50s, isn't it? I think it's 50s. I think so. Yeah, yes. it makes sense because that'd be after the 40s, which was when the yeah. war was. So, yeah. All right. Mm. So, my number two yep. is I'm um, thinking of ending things. Ooh, I knew this Very was going to be high up in the order. <laughs> it's pretty high up, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, because I think going into it, I wasn't expecting to like it too much just by watching the trailer. Okay. But I came out of it thinking, uh, loving it, really. I think it's a really, really good film. Um, and what I love about it is the ambiguity to it. And Ooh. like it's such a unique film, the way it's done. And I love that about it. Um, what I like was you kind of think that the main character is this girl. that He's the main lead. Um, but it's actually a story told through the male main character who's really struggling with life and is quite a, a lonely person. And so I love the way that, you know, it's his thinking and kind of thinking back or how he wanted things to be. Um, and the whole like thinking of ending things relates to what he's going through in life. And he's thinking of ending his own life. Um, and yeah, like it's just, I didn't really know what was going on until you kind of get further down, you know, the film. Uh, and it's not like, oh, you don't know nothing by the end of it. You can kind of, there's definitely lots of clues there that makes you, you know, put it all together and make sense of it. And just like the, the star is so awesome when they're just driving in the car. Yeah, the there's dialogue. There's a lot of philosophy in it. So much. Beautiful dialogue. So much the typical down. Charlie Kaufman, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. I haven't seen many of his films, by the way. I've really seen the you other haven't one. haven't seen any of them? Not really. Look, all of his films are very similar. They're just like, they're... Uh, conversationally heavy, yeah. really unique uh, thoughts and ideas, and again, um, yeah, just the, even just the content is very. Yeah. Uh, it's I can't it's think heavy. Of the it's word. dense. It's very dense. Yeah. Very dense. That's for sure. I think the other one I watched was Animalisa. That's another one. He made. Oh yeah, yeah. He's that's an- the only animated, other one that I've watched. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. Don't think I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good, but I didn't like it that much. I thought this was great. Mm. what like awesome. connected to with this yeah because um, it, it's very uh it's a very u- unique I think story what connected line. what i connected with was just like the way the character was thinking and trying to like like we all do this we kind of just go back in time and kind of think of how things could have been different mm-hmm. um and i think this is what the character does mm. and so i don't know i think that's what connected to me the most yeah how we can everyone do things does differently. That. Of course, we always... Re- I think people say live life in their regrets. I think that's a very yeah. unhelpful way to view regret. It's a like it's not even really regret. It's it's not bad to look at things yeah. to, to how to make them better for yourself. Even though they've passed, there's nothing wrong with looking back no. sometimes. It's a very sad film, actually, mm. when you really think about it, it really deeply. It's this a film about loneliness. Very, yeah, he's struggling. So... And I love that one two. as well. Awesome. Nice work, Lou. Beautiful. Number two for me was... I think we spoke about it earlier... And there was slander towards it. So I got angry. Um, waves. Loved Waves. Ah. Now, Waves for me, we spoke about it before, so I don't go too long about it. But uh, everything I loved about it was the feeling, the emotion. I was on an emotional roller coaster, feeling very many different sensations uh, all over my uh, human body that <laughs> were just registering in very intense ways. And I thought the acting was really great. Um, I thought the storyline was believable. And I thought the first half was just as good as the second half. And the music, you know, 
great some of my soundtrack. favorite musicians in there yeah, or musicians soundtrack. that have really influenced the way you see the world and view you know art as, as a whole it's kanye songs frank songs tyler songs tame impala songs i think wow. there was there was might have been some um uh, animal collective music in there as well so just a lot of really interesting musical placements and they were placed beautifully as well and it, it might have been a bit derivative at times i think like there's one scene where he like gets really angry and I think they play the song I Am A God. So like it is a bit on the nose sometimes the way they use the music, but it doesn't really detract for me how awesome it was used throughout the film. But yeah, that was me waves number two. Love that. Great film. Thank you. Um, my number two, another Charlie Kaufman film, 2008 release Whoa. called Synecdoche, New York. Mm, heard of that now, one. This film... Look, I can't even put into words to describe it. Like, the general plot is that, again, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the lead. Um, basically, he's like a theatre director. He's struggling with his work, his, uh, his lady in his, wi- in his life, his, his wife. And um, basically, he, um, he, he tries to create this new work where inside a warehouse, he tries to recreate the city of New York. And basically everyone living inside it, he recreates these characters as like actors. So actors come in and they play these real life people. And she's in this gigantic warehouse. Sets are being built, replicating so replicating buildings of New York. What? And wow. it is just mind boggling. Like it is just an unreal experience. Like I can't, I can't explain it, the feeling. You just have to watch it and feel it yourself because there's just so many layers to it. It's, um, it's an unreal film. Um, but yeah, just the size, so many personal things. It's like bizarre. It's weird. There's funny moments. There's, it's actually extremely sad, uh, saddening as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's an absolute, it's an absolute ride. It's mm. an absolute ride. That's for sure. So is there like, again, that sort of idea of like loneliness and sort of, Oh, hundred percent. It is extremely, it's extremely dark. Things. Yeah. It's very heavy. Okay. So you, and you have to be like really focused and into it just to, yeah, it's it's definitely like a, a life journey, that's for sure. But wow. yeah, it's a really interesting concept because there's this real life that's outside this warehouse and inside there's all these actors playing as real life people that you meet earlier on. Like even the director himself, the Philip Seymour Hoffman character, he's got an actor playing himself. So he's the director directing oh, wow. himself as a real person. Oh man, this and is, this his is wife. like a trip. <laughs> and his wife <laughs> and his assistant. And like it's yeah. That sounds mind blowing. There's sounds so insane. many layers and it just it's a oh, it's a must must watch. Must watch. There you go. Must on watch. the list. On the list. Yeah, we've got to get through those Charlie Coffin movies, I think. Adaptation adaptation as well. Nicolas Cage. Watch that dude. Charlie Nick Coffman. Nick Cage. Is that Charlie Nick Coffman? Cage. Nick Cage. Well, surely it would have been 90s or yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Charlie Hoffman. You're probably right. Oh, you're probably right. I don't know. Well, I, I was just really saying, Nicolas Cage making know. a good movie sounds like such a full, you know, <laughs> pipe dream. What was the one he made, like, recently? Did we watch Mandy. that at the film festival? Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. Oh, no, it's not. Don't worry. Was that also good, though? Adaptation? He he wrote it. He wrote it. He, he, he didn't direct, it. sorry. My mistake. There you go. Hey, same, same. S- same thing. Hey, same thing. Just that, you know? Just that. What do you mean? You've seen... Oh, no, don't worry. Don't tell me what I've seen and what I haven't seen. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> dictator. Oh my God. Hey, I'm not a dictator. Relax. So much tension on that Relax, couch. Relax, Stop. All right. So, guys. We're here. Right. Huh? We're here. We're here. We're at the oh, number one We're moment. at the number one, guys. This is the moment. It's crazy. All the listeners have been waiting for. We've uh, had many <laughs> recommendations so far. All these films are must-watches. But now we're at the number one of what we've watched last yeah, year. Wait a sec. I think mine's been said, but it doesn't matter. You know what? You know, what cares? sort of value? It's not, it's not it's about, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, just for everyone to know, it's been said, I think. It's okay, though. It's okay. Sorry, Lou. It's fine. All right. So, my number one is, drumroll, <laughs> <laughs> Best of Youth, which was in your list, but mm. 10 to 4, yeah? So, Best of Youth was my favorite uh, lockdown film Wow. in 2020. Um, now, it's not a very, I don't think people would know it i haven't well. seen it did you have you heard of it i have not heard of it okay either. best of youth is an italian film okay and it's a six hour film <laughs> yes 
So it is a journey. I think you mentioned this journey. before, actually. Yeah, I Anthony and I have you. watched this, obviously, together. Yeah. Um, really I didn't cute. watch it in one sitting because that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I watched it over, like, we watched it over a week, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, after work and we could. So, yeah, what I love about this movie is just, sim- like, simply put, it's about life and family and friendship and just the journey that you go through with them and the, the journey you go through life. It's kind of like... I don't know if you watch Boyhood. Yeah. It's a long movie as well, but I love those kind of films. They're not much about anything, but they're so grounded in reality and much about just the journey of life. And that's what I love about this film. The characters are relatable. Um, They just go through stuff, whether it's happy moments, sad moments, confusing moments. There's all these different emotions that come with it. Um, And yeah, it's just such an... Like, for someone to make a six-hour film is quite bizarre and, like, it wasn't very recent. I'm not sure exactly when it was. Do you know? It was 2003. I just checked it. Oh, 2003. Okay. So, yeah, it's just uh, such an interesting film and, I don't know, I just love those movies just about life and, like, doing stuff that everyone usually does. Everyone does, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, I know. I just love the the rawness of it, mm. and I'm a sucker for those kinds of films. When I just feel connected with the characters, and it just feels grounded in reality, and you can just connect and feel their emotions, and yeah. Look, because we're living, I guess, just we're all just living life. We're all in it, so it's interesting to view things as an outsider and just mm-hmm. watching life as an outsider and just seeing the everyday things that happen, that's a good point actually, uh, moment by moment. So yeah. I, I feel like that's that's why we, I don't know. Maybe I think we all we all like those type of films, like Boyhood, as you said. Yeah, we well, all love them. It's just yeah. a really interesting and unique thing, I guess. Like yeah, you don't really see many films that are just about everyday things. Like people might think it's boring, but it's actually a really unique. Yeah, experience. a lot of people would find this boring. I think. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot that happens in it. A lot. And it's like I love the history, um, that's told throughout the six hours yeah. of like Italy and yeah. Um, you know the important moments that happen. Correct. Throughout political things. Yeah, and the stuff. political yeah. things because it's set back in time. It's not yeah, like two yeah, thousands yeah. or anything. Um, and I didn't know much about Italian history, so I thought that was pretty cool as well. And how like those big moments impact those are their lives. How much of an impact it can have? Generational impact, sort of. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And also like how I think you maybe think of the way we consume media again, for like back to episode one, where like. You know, we consume media in a way that is not based off entertainment. Mm. We consume media as a way to inform or something. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of people who don't maybe take watching movies as seriously as perhaps we do, they might consume that in, in a way where it isn't anything happening. Yeah. Because that ain't... Which is fair enough. Pop. And that's like 100%. Like someone might not want to watch a movie about life. They just want to escape that. You know what Correct. I mean? It's like escapism comes into play again. Like... People watch things or consume art forms for escapism as opposed to learning. Which is it can be confronting. Which is something that we we do as well, though. We do, 100%. I love watching, you know, oh, we love watching. As if you don't love a bit of escapism sometimes. Yeah, it's so fun. good. But no, what an excellent pick. Thank what an incredible movie. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it so much, too. I mean, I don't know when I'll, when I'll watch it again because it's six hours long. Mm. But I'll definitely, definitely will, in, you know. Very soon in the near future. Such an art ho. What's a six-hour movie? What an art As a top movie. What an art ho. It's pretty bad, art ho. Unbelievable. But you know what? I didn't care. Because I'm the <laughs> goat. You do you. That's you right. do you, boo. <laughs> you do All right. <laughs> Anthony. We're Anthony. Up. So my number one was Baby Teeth. Now, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Love okay. Baby Teeth. Okay. Now, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the performances, first of all, Eliza Scanlon and Toby Wallace mm. were incredible. Toby Wallace, for me, that kid's got a future and a half on him. Greatest and it's great to see Aussie kids doing it, you know. How just good are Aussie it. films? I love Aussie so movies. So underrated. Man. The rawness. We resonate to the the banter as well. Yeah. You know, the, it's it's such a piss take at times. It's just like I don't think many cultures could get it as much as we get it. And I know it's been universally acclaimed by a lot of you know film direct uh, film critics and stuff all around the world. But as an Aussie watching an Aussie film that is so good, it, it makes you happy. There's a sense of happiness you feel. It's like, like when pride, an Aussie does yeah. well. So yeah, proud it's a pride. It's like when you're watching an Aussie in a, in a, I don't know, in some sort of sports of the Olympics. You always go for them. You're yeah. always pulling for the Aussie. <laughs> and I'm always pulling for Australian film to become more and more popular. 
because it's there's so much beauty in it and there's so many good ones that I think yeah. get swept under the rug a little bit. But anyway, you know, we all love a cancer story. Um, if you guys have seen movies about cancer, they're obviously gut-wrenching. But I think it's more than that as well. It's it's a movie about a, a nice young relationship and, you know, family values and parents and grief. I like movies that deal with grief because I think grief is an interesting thing in the way people process grief and sometimes people label people as not processing grief the right way and i think that's such an expectation to process grief in a specific way Mm -hmm. and i think this film explores grief um very interestingly and the set the characters the story you know the lead i thought she was awesome eliza scanlon she's in a few i think she's in like this pretty much big blockbuster tv show right I'm not entirely sure, but she's in some sort of mm-hmm. American TV show. So, And it's just, like I said, nice to see the Aussies get a bit of a platform and for the film to get critical acclaim. Made me really happy. Loved it so much. Great choice. Thank Good you. Good one. I really liked it as well. I did. It's yeah, me movie. too. I think just I think I really liked the, the uh, point of view of the parents as well. Like the focus on their part. Like mm. kind of, you know, it's their daughter who's going through yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. What are they going to allow her to do before she dies? Yeah. Like, it's so interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, parenting. is like, yeah. they're going to die. Are you going to allow them to do whatever they want? You know, are you going to allow, allow them to take drugs, have sex for the first time, or you know, all these things that they might have done in their life? But, you know. It's a challenge, know, it's, challenging it's situation. Interesting. Yeah. Imagine being in their shoes. Yeah. Like you kind of become empathetic towards the characters, which is, mm. and the like characters do film. argue a lot, yeah, in a way, because it's it, it is it's true. It comes back down to parenting and what's yeah. right and wrong. Mm. But someone's dying, or you yeah, know, someone's exactly. got cancer. What are you gonna? But let it's them? interesting because, like, at the end, of, at the end of the day, we're all gonna die. So, you know, is there a time frame when there, you should do yeah. things? Yeah, just because they're gonna die quicker, should you not allow them? To, if they were to die later, like just you know, out of nowhere, would you not allow them to do those things? Like, it's such an interesting question, I think. It definitely is. It's a good point. Mm. Reiterated what I was trying to say. Nice. Great Great smart guy. To no, I it's think. nice. No, it's really no, cute. 100%. It's just sort of like finishing But it, it definitely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you've great. been doing this for 28 years and 30 years, it works like that, Tim. It's like clock, clockwork. Clockwork. Yes. Orange. Clock. Ooh, good film. We're going to have a Kubrick session one day. All right, here we go. Okay, my number one is a 2016 release, The Handmaiden. Ooh. 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 Wow. Have you both seen that? Yeah, we've seen it. Yes. Yes. We have. Okay, good. We can all chime in. Um, Yes. So, Korean film. um, Yeah, set another period piece in my notes. Set in 1930s. Ooh. Um, 1930s. That's cool. Yeah, 1930s. Uh, So, yeah, Korea... Japanese ruling though so yeah interesting setting there but the story is basically this young sort of like pickpocketer she's like trying to overrule this like um this Japanese like hiress I guess uh she's like this you know high-powered lady living in this magical you know yeah kingdom kingdom the palace, house is amazing the, house, yeah, the, the mansion maids this and that gets what she wants you know that sort of vibe and um yeah this film is very it's like a it's like a thriller uh psychological i guess uh a lot of you know um it's like a con with like a counter con sort of like this back and forth they're trying to con each other i guess trying to win this power and she's she's just come out of nowhere she's pickpocketer and she's just trying to take her ruling i guess and it's just this journey as we follow her you know through this uh, bizarre journey as she makes her way up trying to overrule and um yeah as i said con against counter con so there's a lot of back and forth they're all trying to uh i guess get um yeah they're trying to go behind each other's backs they're planning all these uh plots against each other it's really interesting it's mm. it's just non-stop but the thing is that you have to be really focused because as soon as there's a moment that you miss or a detail it could just change the way you mm. see things. So you have to be really on top of this film mm-hmm. just to get everything out of it. But um, yeah, really, really thrilling. Really Definitely. thrilling film. And uh, that's what I guess stood out for me. That I was just sort of on the edge of the seat the whole time. Um, 
seeing where this could go because there were so many spanners thrown in the works. You didn't really know where it was going to go, to be you honest. Don't. You're always just there thinking, you know, what's going on next. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to go one way. It just turns the opposite direction. And uh, I feel like that's what makes it stand out. But um, again, another period piece. Uh, so I think this. Yeah, I think this director is known for like his like um, interesting camera angles and movements and things like that. But because it's period piece, he kept it really uh, stock standard, and it was all just in the set design, the costume design. Just the visuals alone were just wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very standard uh, camera movements and things like that. But yeah, just the storyline itself is just unreal. Yeah. That's why I was I number, like one. number one for me. That's yeah, for really sure. interesting. And Korean cinema is just so bonkers. It really is. Like, yeah, it? it's just wild. It's, it's such like balls to the wall, really. What's that? Balls to the wall. It really is just what, just whatever. Like unfiltered. Yeah, it's so good. Insane. But yeah, I thought the the lead. I don't know her name. She's she's awesome. Um, she was. Yeah, she just I've seen her around in a few other Korean films. But yeah, very interesting story. And like you said, that power play. Found a movie about power and. Yeah. you know how people of class when someone new comes in and they just sort of take their yeah their power how they become so petty mm. you know so it's an interesting sort of class battle as well mm. which is what i guess parasite is about as well yeah in a way so maybe korean cinema seems to be a it's like a thing a thing about class maybe yeah. perhaps because i know there is some some interesting sort of uh cultural standards there in terms of the way people look and the way people do things, I think they have like some sort of really high, you know, plastic surgery frequency numbers in terms of the way people alter the way they look and mm. the way they have to look in a certain way to be, I guess, culturally appropriate. And I think that's a real big theme in Korea. And especially in this film as well, there's a big thing about identity as well. There's so many identity changes yeah. and shifts that they're trying to be different people just so they can be viewed differently. Correct. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, exactly, that probably that plays into it as what well. you said. Yeah, because yeah, that's been a humongous thing. That's huge in their culture. Yeah. And you see that so much. Mm. But yeah, what a cool film. No, it was really good. Yeah. Great pick. But I think, as you said, there's quite a few twists in the film. So many. But I think they work really well. Like, yeah. they're not just, like, randomly put, you know what I mean? They make sense. Exactly, yeah. And there's one near the end which kind of throws you... You're like, oh my gosh, what? Mm. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. That was a big one. Yeah, it was like, Ooh. yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Mm. But it was really good. I really liked it. It's an interesting erotic. Yeah. Yes. There's like a theme about Again, like. Yeah. Yeah. Red, red, how do you say it? Eroticism? No. Eroticism. Eroticism. Mm. Eroticism. Because mm. um, at the start, like, they kind of show flashbacks. Mm. Yeah. Of like this older guy and the younger girl and like weird stuff that goes down. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. From, what, a, I, from what I remember what anyway. List. Yeah. What Amazing. a list. Wow. So, so that so that comes Baby Tea, to, uh, Handmaiden, Best of Youth. You. So many different movies. Let's just go through our top 10 just to reiterate for the listeners at home for all the recommendations. Louis, top 10. All right. Well, this is 10. like all over the place on this. That's all right. I'll try to remember. So number 10. So Control. Yep. The Rider. Yep. Is nine. Eight. Another round. Uh, seven was Waves. Um, six was baby teeth uh five was lighthouse and then solaris was four yep top three mirror yep thinking of ending things best of youth love that t tony uh last black man in san francisco 10 number nine heathers number eight art of self-defense number seven lighthouse number six i'm thinking of ending things number five the mirror number four best of youth number three solaris number two waves and number one baby teeth and for me, I've got number 10, Sing Street, number 9, Cold War, number 8, being John Malkovich, number 7, Columbus, number 6, Place Beyond the Pines, 5, Into the Wild, 4, When Harry Met Sally, 3, The Master, 2, Cynic Doshi, New York, and 1, The Handmaiden. Wow. Wait, we all had foreign films as our three main, our three tops, Italian, Australian, Korean. Whoa. Oh, wow. There you Can go. Show about the way we so culture. The way we think about Australian <laughs> American movies are. American <laughs> movies, pull your socks up. And no, I'm joking. We had a lot of American movies. I'll just movies point out what's really interesting is that you two, you obviously watch a lot of films like together, but you had such different lists. Yeah. That is, so that is an uh, interesting I'm actually thing, surprised though. that that happened. Really? Yeah. In a way. Because mm. we usually have similar tastes, but that's good. Because we never really do like lists, do so we? So what really so that shows is that we actually... We didn't get along as well as we thought we nah, did. Really like yeah, so you guys hate weird. each other. I'm actually being, so what I'm might actually do being this? paid by Anthony to do this. Yeah, what we might do after this, we might like have to sit it? down, you and I, Louis, and just sort of air the grievances out. 
Because mm. you need to sort this out, guys. Getting yeah. out of control. Do you reckon verbally or just like physically? Oh, we could fight and stuff. We could square off if you like, but, you know, we don't want to promote physical violence. pretty entertaining for the camera. Yeah, it could be entertaining for the camera. Yeah, I reckon we'll add it in as a feature afterwards. As a feature, yeah. yeah. Twist po- and turns. Post credits. Post credits. We'll put it in the background of the credits. What do you reckon? Just a fight. Louis and me fighting. Unbelievable. Anyway, guys, that comes to the end of the pod. Episode three, done and dusted. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate that very much. And uh, as always, um, we'll be uploading to Apple Podcasts, Spotify for audio, and as well as YouTube. We are filming this, yeah. So if you want to see three gorgeous young men. Young roosters. Young roosters. Beautiful boys. Beautiful boys. Absolute studs. Um, (laughs) Jump on the YouTube and we'll be up there too. Um, For all the films that we have spoken about today we will be uploading the lists to the website there's an our lists tab which will include all the films and things that we discuss or talk about and you'll find our lists and maybe That's links correct. as to where to watch or whatever else awesome um, thanks for tuning in guys yeah thanks for having us in your house <laughs> louis um and Anytime. for being a recurring guest i think that'll be a very um constant thing throughout the year when we have these episodes maybe perhaps we talk about movies just openly um yeah and no, thanks for coming on. And thank you, Tim. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Having this beautiful conversation. And for the people watching at home, uh, if you are watching at home or if you're listening on, on the way to work or wherever you are, uh, thanks for your time and your energy. And I think we're, we're out. So. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Thank you.